Tiffany Tune-Up is intended for mature audiences only due to language and content. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, Tunicorn. So I am more than excited. And when I say talking about hella excited to have somebody with us today who is one of my really, really dear friends and who is really one of my favorite people, to be honest, if we're going to talk about it. Um, This person just truly fills my life with so much hilarity and joy and fun. And um, they decided to join me today, y'all. So I want y'all to give it up for my very, very good friend, Tuna Corns. Let's give a warm welcome to my friend, EJ. Because you just have to have the air horn. It's yeah, right. You know, absolutely. It's right absolutely. When you're coming through, when you're walking through and all the things, but... Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. Here we are. I'm so excited that you're we're on, here. We're on Tiffany's tune-up. I'm a tuna corn now. Yes! Give me, give me my badge. Thanks. Yes, please. It's coming in the mail. It's coming. I mean, Let me just work on it. You are officially now a tuna corn. Uh, of course. So, you know, I need my badge. I need it. I need it. You know, UPS overnight it. Appreciate it. Oh, that's a lot um, of work. Just I mean, <laughs> hold your horses. <laughs> we can Slow we can down. make it happen. Slow but I'm, I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad you came out of retirement for me and you let me be your first guest on your return. We love oh, it here. Oh, we do love it here. Love this for us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like seriously, I am cheesing, cheesing because you really are one of my favorite people. Um, so you know, I want you to take this opportunity to you know. Tell the people about yourself. Tell them who you are, if you feel like sharing what you do. The first thing I want to ask you is, um, you know, give the people your name and how would you like to be preferred out this show? I'm going to assume EJ, but hmm. um, tell the people your pronouns, how you identify, uh, you know, whatever you want the people to know. Boom. Okay. So let's get into it. All right. <laughs> So for for the people in the back and for the ones in the front, Amen. Am, because it's only right. <laughs> I, I I am Earl D. Goldman Jr. Hi. Um, <laughs> um, I'm originally from Detroit, 33, about to be 34 in November. Couldn't tell though because you know black don't crack. <laughs> don't and with the baby and, face, my favorite and, Scorpio. And don't you know we get a bad rap, but I'm I think Scorpios are amazing. But we'll talk about that at a later date. We could. Um, <laughs> 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 so, um, originally from Detroit, I live in Atlanta now. Just moved back to Atlanta from living in Chicago, and you know I, I would like to consider myself an official Georgia P now even though i still rep the 313 phone number still the same so turn up um not even turn up what they say what up though if you okay say that, what up though? are you That's really from it. detroit you're if not you don't know that you're yeah. not if you don't say what up though i'm gonna assume you from i'm gonna assume you from rochester Plank. hills <laughs> 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 You claim, oh claim, claim a Detroit by way of Plymouth. 
Okay. Absolutely not. Oh. We won't stand for it. <laughs> um, I love it here. So, you know, I work I work for Twitter. Yes. So I get, you know, to interact with the tweets all day and work for the company on the back end, really works this stuff out. I work in HR, so of course I hear and see all and know all. So shout out to the HR girlies, okay? Shout out to the HR shout out girlies. to the HR girlies because you know my tunicars who have been with me for a while, um, although I haven't talked about this yet, I've made a transition from the job I used to complain and cry about all the time. Like my tuna course, like my faithfuls, they know. Um, and so I now am in HR for the city of Detroit. But again, tuna course, I promise I'm gonna catch y'all up on all things that have transpired between the last show and between now. So shout out to the HR girlies who are truly trying to hold corporate together one thread at a time. One thread at a time because baby, ever ever since 2020 struck 12 at midnight, it's been a mess. Man. I wish we can just go back to 2019 and just stay there. Okay, we do. When things were normal. Honestly, (laughs) whatever that means, okay. I mean, they keep talking about this new, new normal, but I don't know what that means yet. So. I disagree. Whatever that we're, is, I already. We're, <laughs> we're not even beyond the chaos yet for there to be a new normal. So okay, um, but that's that's me. You know, I I like concerts. I love music. I consider myself a jukebox. So you play something nine times out of ten, I know it. Um, and just very diverse. Love to hang out. Um, and you know, I live in Atlanta, so turn up with the girls down here. Okay. <laughs> Boom, and it's a good time. So tell the people how you identify, what are your pronouns? Oh, so my pronouns are he, him. Okay. Um, and I do identify with the LGBT Rainbow Coalition. Okay. So, you know, Atlanta is like home for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you feel most comfortable. And I understand that, but that's definitely important to be somewhere where you feel included where you feel like you can really be who you want to be and you know you know not questioning that so I know, love that yeah. for you being here in Atlanta you know I went to Chicago and you would think that Chicago is gay friendly but it's not black gay friendly, so mm, which is uh, a so, whole nother experience which is we, a whole we talk about that experience. often the so. gay black experience and the other Black experience is two different experiences. It's two different experiences. And it's also a whole different experience even in the gay world being a black gay. Like people think that LGBT over here is just all harmonious and intertwined. No, it ain't. It's very segregated over here and it's very ghetto over here as well. So <laughs> <laughs> would not recommend one star. <laughs> one star on the Yelp review, okay? Ugh. So <laughs> I hate that for us, but okay, you know, honestly. Huh. Okay, Fred, I, but I'll take it because I know, and that that's definitely a story for another day. Um, in the world of EJ, EJ, are we single? Are we dating? Are we in a relationship? We are single slash dating. Um, How's am, that going? I am single until we put an official, you know, title on it. Uh-huh. But um, dating is... It's what, in the words of Nene Leakes, it's getting really weird here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, it it is. It's it's very ghetto dating. Um, And, you know, I've lived in Detroit. I lived in Atlanta. I live in Chicago. Now back in Atlanta. It's just weird everywhere. 
you know? So I'm not going to say one one city is better than the other, but I will say these selections are a lot better here in Atlanta. Okay. Um, I just said that like it's a fucking inventory shop or you something. Did. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I'm not about to play with you. Continue. I mean, look, you know, the pickings are better here in Atlanta. And, okay. and, and in most cases, the black niggas down here got a little bit of coin. So okay. they can actually afford to go okay. on a date and Let's they can talk afford about to do things. You know, because, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to always pay. I like to be treated a little bit too, you know? Sure thing. I, I get they, it. Baby, because they hear you work at Twitter and they just see dollar signs. Oh my gosh! Like, please, you know, and that, and I can imagine that's probably—I don't want to say difficult, but I can see where you would be a little leery telling people what you do or where you work. And then people just have, you know, certain positions or certain um, titles, or if you make a certain, you're in a certain demographic, right? Um, Because people automatically see a bag. Yeah, and 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 I'm not. You know, and I love it over here in the tech world, of course. The tech world is a bag, and everybody knows that. So it's not like I can get away from that whole connotation of money associated with working at Twitter. Sure. Because it's true. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, you're not trying to really find anyone that's just interested in you because of that. So... I, I don't want to say like I understand what celebrities go through like trying to find someone that's real but in a sense when you're in the normal world and you do make in the high six figures you do have to be cautious about what you share and you know what you do because you need to find someone are you just here for the bag and the clout or are you really here for me you know what I mean so. yeah and I can imagine that would be difficult unless you are specifically dating people within that same bracket and sometimes that's not realistic like if we're going to talk about it sometimes you do have connections with people who may not necessarily be in the same demographic financial demographic as you um when you find yourself in those situations how do you like what's your take on it are you cool with that would you prefer somebody have the same bag does it not matter because as long as they're a good person and they have goals ambition like what's your take yeah, so you know, like the same bag, not necessarily, because fortunately for me, like my upbringing and my route as a gay black male in America is, is was a lot different than the normal of like being chastised from your family, being outcasted and things like that. So I had a complete support system. I was able to go to school. I was able to get my degrees and my mama was cool. So it was just like, I know that my experience as a gay black man is very fortunate in comparison to others. So you ain't gotta be making a bag like me, but I need you to be getting some form of a bag. You feel me? Like I just, uh, I can't have you just around here just not working, no ambition, no drive, no vision. Like I need all of those things and I need to see that because it's like, if I don't see that, like I don't care how cute you are. I'm a, that's, that's an ugly trait to me. So I need you to be wanting to do something, doing something and building something bigger than what we have now. So. To answer your question, no, they don't have to be in the same tax bracket as me. Just be in somebody's tax bracket, please. <laughs> <laughs> he said, just have a bracket. Just be somewhere on the right. spectrum of brackets. Like, you can't just be in no bracket. Thank you. But, yeah. you know, and obviously, you know, just keeping it 1,000, obviously, we're living in just such different times now. Um, yeah. Obviously, because of COVID, monkeypox, I don't, I don't have time to be mentioning all these variants of variants you know. of variants. Like I'm, child, <laughs> please, like I'm, woo, the world please, is on fire. it is a dumpster fire that won't go out. Like how do you? Out. It will not die. Like Very I don't understand. It is. I hate to see it, but Look. you know. I, so I do 
as far as dating, and obviously we have two different experiences because I am dating from a cisgender woman, hetero space, and dating men. I mean, oh my god, cisgender men, hetero men. It's very ghetto. Like it. It's <laughs> like. But let's, I, not, I swear. but let's not get it twisted though. Black women are a minority within the minority too. So. This is true. This is true. Y'all, y'all get it too from y'all side. Like y'all oh, gotta. Y'all got y'all gotta fight with a lot. Y'all gotta fight with the you know patriarchy of y'all angry and bitter, but they'll go get them a spicy Latina. So oh, get out of God. here. And the, and the misogyny. <laughs> Listen, I, this the, this podcast is gonna like, be fun. What we not like, gonna do? Like a Latino we... girl can be spicy, but a black girl is just angry and bitter. Get the fuck out of here. Like but truly, truly, I don't we could go to Tiffany, hell. Yes. We're not here to talk about that though. <laughs> I mean, we're here to talk about whatever we want to talk about because the part is is. Tiffany tune up and I'm a tune up on whatever I want to tune up about. And people who listen know they know this already. So I love my audience, all two of (laughs) y'all. No, I I do. I love my audience because they know. They know what time it is or they wouldn't come back every time. So I appreciate their um, patience with me and my all over the placeness. But I think they love it because they come back. So you know, um, we, we we love return offenders. We do. We love welcome that. To the, welcome to the party. Right. Love that for us. Like, so we gonna we gonna get them uh, two tune ups to to turn to tune it up. We need some recommendations and some shares over here. We need oh, more we than two. Do. We need more than two tune uppers. Come on. All Listen, right, so y'all. Gonna... Y'all know where I'm at. Y'all know all the platforms on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Anchor. Y'all give me those ratings. Give me those five stars. Leave your comments. Go. And definitely share with your friends, I, honestly, because I just love when I get feedback from y'all. And it makes me, you know, one, one of the reasons why it took me so long to come back, um, other than life things happening, is because during, especially during the pandemic, everybody got a podcast everybody got a mic in their face everybody want to do it but i will say um shout out to some of my avid listeners um rick um just a few people i I don't want to get to name names but rick um i call him out specifically because i he's been kind of asking me um this is one of my Facebook friends. Like, we don't even know each other in real life. So shout out to Rick. But he... Shout out to Rick. Had, yeah, he had been asking me when the podcast was coming back. And I had, you know, kind of been telling him, like, oh, you know, I just need a minute. Or, oh, it's coming. Or, you know, I just... I'm trying to rebrand, restructure. And so I did a test episode a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, and he was like, you know, one thing that I appreciate about your podcast is you don't follow other trends of other podcasts like you literally just get on here do you and that's what I like about it like as long as you stick to that course then you'll be successful like and whatever you do and everybody might have a podcast but everybody is not you and that really was just something really good to hear I really needed to hear it to be honest so shout out to you Rick thank you for Look! Look at Rick with the Iyanla fix my life advice. We love that. Come on, because you know we do tend to feel like when everybody else is doing something that we want to do, 
um, we some of us, this is just me, some people don't care. Some people are like, well, I'm going to be the 128th million person to do it. Me, I am one of those people that what makes me stand out, right? What makes me different? Yeah. And what, what makes me different is that I'm me. Like, nobody can be me and nobody can be Tiffany Chanel and that's all I need to know. So. I mean, and, and his example was spot on. Like, look at all the girlies that are trying to do makeup and things like mm-hmm. that. And, mm-hmm. and, Rihanna, and Rihanna bust on the scene like, here you go. You know what Honestly, I mean? Honestly, so just like, Fenty, it, Fenty it, is it, a moment. <laughs> it don't matter how many people is already in the lane in that field if you that bitch you're gonna be that bitch and it's always gonna shine through it's always gonna stand out in the crowd and you won't get lost in the shuffle so i think that's what gets in a lot of people way whether it is entrepreneurship or whether it's just trying to get into corporate america people are afraid to apply they're afraid to start because they're like oh you know it's a million people that's doing what i'm doing or it's a million people that have the credentials that i have you gotta forget you can't forget though like there's something that you bring to the table that that person doesn't so i don't care if your resumes do speak the same and or if your business does speak the same they ain't got your swag they ain't got your personality they don't have your marketing appeal you know what i mean same product and everything but the website might look like shit so i'm not buying it from them you know what i mean i'm gonna come over to you so i think that is a, a whole facet that we can dive into in regards to like imposter syndrome and and thinking Mm. that you don't and thinking that you don't belong and you do yeah that's that's a real thing for sure so shout out to the people i mean again i'm hesitant to name names so like um see henry on twitter he asked me literally last night while i was out with the girls like when's the next episode girl what are you doing like i was like oh it's coming out next week um okay um my girl d mage like she knows who she is that's my girl she always on my head about coming back you know when's the podcast and she's an avid listener um my best friend cc like i love all of y'all truly 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 thank you so much um for the grassroots of it all, because I, I do believe, yeah. Jamaica air horn for the for the listeners that we love your dedication. We I do. do, like in real life, because it, it is like really truly. And mind you, some of these people I'm mentioning are not even people in real, like my friends in real life. We're like online friends, but let me tell you, it usually be the your, the strangers who support you the most. It usually exactly. be the people you do not know that support you the most, but you know, that's a bag we can get into another day. What I really want to get into is, so I'll, you know, the way me and EJ met, y'all, let's, let's get into it. Oh God, do we have to? We do. That, that person might listen. And that's fine, because let me tell you, let me tell you, one thing about me, one thing that is my favorite about being me, um, and one thing I did mention in the test episode last week, or technically it's season two, episode one, right? So this is season two, episode two. Um, one thing I am very careful about is, or one thing I, I try to consider is when I'm telling my story that I'm being um, thoughtful or mindful of anybody who might be a part of that. But also it's my story too. Like my, the origin story of how we met, no matter how it happened, it's still my story. It's also your story. And that yeah. the and the person we met through is, is partially their story as well, right? So yeah. I can, I do deserve to be able to tell my story without feeling limited because somebody might get their feelings hurt or somebody might feel away because, I mean, the facts are the facts, the receipts are the receipts, and I don't have to be nasty about it, but it is what it is. I also don't have to mention names, and that's cool, too, so if that's... 
if that's you know how what? you want to approach it, we can definitely do that. I'm definitely Touché. cool with Let's, it. So <laughs> we could just we, we could just we do like, like all that. the other podcasts do and give them a name that's non-existent or give them a nickname or something like that. <laughs> Um, or or not name at all. I prefer. I mean, not, it's on, say it's, it's, we can just say it's only, this person, that person. Exactly. It's so, only it's only it's only one person. So give them know. their a new pronoun for this uh, particular thing. I could tell y'all how me and EJ met, but I think I'm gonna let him tell that. For some reason, I feel like this is just gonna be spicier. And like, <laughs> mm. I'll jump in there. I'll jump in there. Or let me let me say this. I'll I'll start right. And then okay. wherever you feel like you want to interject, you can interject and we'll just roll it like that. So, no, go, go ahead. Okay, so, we'll, names that will not be named, we will call them flight attendant. How about that? Sure, because anybody can be a flight attendant. Anybody. Anybody in the world. And there are several hundred thousand flight attendants. So, right. so I right. met flight attendant several years ago through music. We were in like a... Um, after school organization type of thing. And I actually don't think we were in it at the same time because there's a slight age difference. Um, but that's kind of how we met. That's the network we in which we met, right? And so we have been associates for a while. And during that time, so this was about, what is it going on, like four years now? Yeah. We've been friends. Yeah, so we were like really heavily talking to each other. Like we just kind of really started associating with one another and then that turned into us kind of hanging out a lot going to brunch just doing random things so this particular brunch date um flight attendant was like hey you know i want you to meet a couple of my friends i'm going to invite them um is that cool because let me tell you everybody who knows me knows when it's my and your time i'm very heavy on the don't invite other people like i just am that's just me like especially if i want to go down in some things or i got a lot to talk about i'm like, very I'm not, much i'm not trying to disclose that to randos so i'm not to like know. if they're your friends not mine and exactly. that's what you got to know and that's and it's okay if it's a it's, if it's a day where it's like eh, i don't really have that much deep stuff to talk about and yeah sure i'm, I'm into being social with other people cool but if, if i a, to, but if i gotta if i need you to download with me don't right don't and i and don't invite nobody and especially don't do it unannounced baby that's the quickest way to get me to not pay you no attention for several days until i that's, get my attitude together and then tell you about to get me to look at the table and then turn around and leave like Ooh. Oh, other people there sorry <laughs> okay like because where did they come from but like, I, I don't do that like oof, that is just the worst to me like because you don't know if i was coming to talk the tea or if I was you know if I'm in a space to be bothered with other people like obviously I really enjoy your company and I tend to do that I tend to like my friend dates very separate mm -hmm. I actually don't even intermingle friends that much for any reason like my birthday is next month I struggle with that a lot because you know how certain people they will mingle crowds for their birthday like well it's my day so all my friends gonna have to get along no they don't no they don't mm -hmm. no they don't no they don't I got you, I got separate <laughs> friend groups for a reason honey so. and because you you know your friends and you I know do. what what flies and what doesn't so sometimes it is best to keep your people away from certain people and I know people think that that can be a controversial topic like why would you keep your friends away from your friends because you know your friends so number one but they're because, my this, friends they're not friends and, with each other like, exactly and just because I like you don't mean this person will like you so, so why would I why would I force you or put you in an environment where I personally know you will be uncomfortable that's not friendship that exact part so 
that being said, flight attendant was like brunch with some other people. And I was like, okay, I wasn't in a space where I needed to really, like you said, download that I really needed to like have deep conversations. So I was cool. And um, so inserts, let's go to brunch and I'm inviting EJ. And I feel so bad because who else was there? I don't remember. It was another, you don't have to name their name, but I, well, don't name their name. Yeah, but it was like it me, was- you. So I to one, one other, other person, two other people. Yep. Ooh, see how? Yep. Let me tell y'all something. Because we, <laughs> we were we were in that back corner of that restaurant that felt like I got transformed back to the fifties or sixties. I did. We were at oh, what's the name of that restaurant? It was uh, it's a it's bar. Over there. It's over there in the new center area. Oh my goodness! I feel like it'll come to me in a dream, and I'm gonna be mad because the episode gonna be over as soon as it come to my memory. I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> uh, Northern Lights. Yep, that's the one. Northern Lights, good times. Um, they had really fun, good brunch. It was I like Northern Lights a lot. Um, so yeah, it was good time. So here we are. We show up to brunch, or I pull up to brunch, and I'll insert EJ. So I don't know if you want to pick up from here or what I you mean, want to do. All right, so we can talk about like how me and flight attendant met. So okay, cool. Me and flight attendant met on one summer's eve of Jack. And <laughs> Jack is for those of you who don't know what Jack is, it's a dating app, um, specifically more for the LGBT community. I mean, so ladies, if you see Jack or Grinder on your man's phone, you might want to run. Oh, um, hey, ask some questions, ask some deep, definitely. pressing questions. Okay, okay, so let's just put that out there. While Thank we're you for about saving it. the girls. Thank you, you know, I, I, I love to give a disclaimer because <laughs> <laughs> got, gotta protect my sister somehow, right? Don't don't let don't let your uh boo tell you jacked is a workout app. It's always for guys who are jacked and pumped up. No, nope. you know what? That's a good one, and <laughs> don't and don't and don't let him tell you grinder is a new weed app because it okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, inform my ladies. Keep them informed because y'all the men be coming up with a reason, honey. I mean, they will. Ooh, a reason, oh, a reason for the season. You feel me? Oh, so, I do. So I met flight attendant via one of the gay dating apps. Um, and we just hung out, got to know each other a little bit. Um, and then we went, you know, on a couple of dates. And after that, it was probably maybe about a month into us knowing each other then that was when he invited me to come out to brunch with you guys so that's how we got there but you know in the in the course of doing so I, we were it wasn't just like a rando hookup thing it was definitely dating with potential intention to see if something could potentially build there grow there maybe you know boyfriend dating situation i don't know but that was the intention and that was the conversations that were had and that was the um, engagement that I thought that was taking place. But <laughs> that all changed when we all got to brunch. Oh, and did it? <laughs> I think that this person, this flight attendant didn't give all of their friend circle the heads up of what's going on. And that's what we're talking about. Once you start to incorporate friend groups, Things can get spicy because you don't know what the other one know or the other one don't know. And you don't know what will potentially get revealed that will put you in a spot. So I think that that's also a conversation that needs to be had too. If you do have separate friend groups and you've potentially been talking shit about one another or saying something to one group and not to the other group, you need to make sure you got all them I's dotted and them T's crossed so that don't no shit leak out that might cause tension in the group. (laughs) Truly, truly. 
So, Tiffany, go ahead and let them know what you did at brunch. Oh, God. Don't do Why would you? I knew you got quiet for a reason. Go put this all on me. Yes, if you mingle your circles at, at best, make sure that everybody is on one accord, one band, one sound. Because when I tell you flight attendant did not, um, but I, I truly believe this, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but, well, it actually won't. Let me, let me get into it, and then I'll give what I want to say after. Long story short, flight attendant was in a full-on ass relationship. Like a full-on everybody, at least I thought everybody knew <laughs> um, that this person was in a relationship because in my big opinion, they were very open about it. Very always talking about their um, partner, always putting pictures up of them together. So I'm like, ain't no way everybody at this table don't know everybody has to know again flight attendant also made it very clear that everybody at the table was just a friend like this is a mm -hmm. friend this is an associate he never said oh i'm dating this one or that one but it makes very much sense because you can't really say that if you're supposed to have a boot so right. you can't really say one of these people i'm currently dating because you're supposed to have a partner so it was kind of like, I don't know what that person, I don't know what flight attendant was expecting would be talked about, but I very much thought we would talk about love, life, sex, life, general, right? And so obviously, friendly conversation. Right, Duh. relationship things are going to come up. And me and being, when I say full on um, innocence, was kind of just bringing up their partner multiple times throughout the brunch. And every time we would, because at that time I was single, right? So I'm like, yeah, but mm -hmm. uh, I know you can't relate because you and your boo, y'all so happy. And I'm just happy because they were like long term, like they have been yeah. together for a minute. And so I'm just casually, literally bringing it up. Like, I know that everybody at this table knows that you have a boo. And in hindsight, now thinking back, every time I would bring up their partner, they was looking like they saw a ghost and I just didn't understand why. <laughs> And I was just like, and, and never engaged in the conversation during the whole. I'm run. talking about like, never. Well, never like further the conversation. Like I would bring up their partner, they would kind of give like a shy, oh my god, thanks or whatever, and then quickly move on to the next thing. And I just, it didn't click. It did not click for me that the EJ was unaware that this person had a partner, nor did it click for me that EJ and flight attendant were dating or anything like that. Like I really truly thought everybody at the table was just mm -hmm. friends, right? So I was just like, okay. So me thinking nothing of it, it just was what it was. So I think after brunch, I want to say after brunch, we wound up going out for drinks. And let, what me, and let me put a disclaimer, because this is definitely making me sound very side chicky. So Woo! I, I didn't think that at I all. Need, no, I need to say like I wasn't I, I, I wasn't that you were exactly like, I wasn't I wasn't silent because I was also trying to mask what was happening. I was silent because I was in shock that she kept talking about a partner. Like <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's the thing, like, I know, I mean, I know that you are unaware, right? So I, I do not think it makes you look side cheeky. But now I do, I will say this, some people would have handled it differently. But they would have probably been like a partner and just slapped him through some mimosas and got up. <laughs> yeah. However, had you done that, 
you and I would have never been friends. That would have been like I mean, our first and last interaction. So thank God you know for me. emotional maturity. Thank you. Like I'm definitely not basketball wifey throwing something across the table type of person. I got too much to lose. I ain't going to nobody's jail or nothing. Hello. To, <laughs> to lose my bag that I got over here. And let me tell you, and that's as a what person, we're not doing. As a person who used to work in and for the jail, um, those jumpsuits are not cute. They don't fit right. So nope. that's not the life for you, honey. I'm just, you I'm just gonna put it out there. So yeah. So nope. after brunch, um, and we having kiki keys, and I felt like everybody was getting along kind of. Well, um, we went to drinks, I think, at the Riverwalk, right? Mm-hmm. We, we went to, because flight attendant was also... flight attendant was a bartender. Yeah, like Moonlight. I had to go to his shit. Correct. Yeah. And so flight attendant was like, y'all come have drinks. I like, come over for drinks or whatever. And I mean, now, you giving up the free drinks. I'm going. Period. I'll be there. I'll okay. be there. Look, okay, my said I'll be there. Okay, just just finding out you got a whole family or not. If you say you pouring up for drinks, <laughs> fuck that family. <laughs> okay, and also I feel like <laughs> it was a bit of a peace offering too. Like, oh shoot, I might be in trouble. Come on over here and have these drinks. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, you can bring some clarity to this for me. Was there any conversation with y'all between leaving brunch and getting drinks? No. Okay, so at this point, you were still kind of being cute, kind of yeah. keeping it to yourself. Like, let me go get these drinks before I lay off into that ass. Okay. I, honestly, honestly, I was formulating a plan. Like, okay. I was, I was, I was, I was trying not to react in the moment. I try to really caution myself on acting in the moment. I really try to evaluate the situation so I can make sure that I'm thinking with a clear head. So I honestly didn't say anything to him about it probably until two days after that. So it was probably. Tuesday or Wednesday is when he heard from me again after that Sunday fun day. Okay, makes all the sense. Okay, so we get to these drinks. I remember drinks being a, a vibe, right? We had a good time. Oh yeah, it was a good time. We was right yeah. at the Belle Isle and yeah, the no, it wasn't Belle Isle. It was the uh, Riverwalk. Yeah, so it was very nice. It was a nice day. I just remember it being really, really nice outside and just being like perfect weather, good company. And at that point. EJ and I had really started connecting with one another. Like, I was like, oh, you're hilarious. He's like, same, same. And we exchanged information. And we were like, let's keep in touch. All good. Now, mind you, I didn't exchange information with anybody else. And like, I didn't connect with anybody else that was there. It was really me and EJ that were like, really having this really dope ass bond. Yeah, for sure. And you you know, like how, like, sometimes you do that with somebody, you exchange information, be like, oh my God, let's do lunch or let's keep in touch. Knowing y'all both fucking lying like ain't nobody yeah. gonna ever reach out to nobody but yeah. it was really dope because like I really did reach out to you again and then that was when I invited you to that party that I had at my house and you actually came so I did. it was I dope did. it was and the, and the good part about that was at that time sidebar believe, oh, can yeah. we have a can we have a moment of silence for that apartment if it was like a hundred <sighs> square feet bigger it would have been fucking amazing like down there right on the water that was lit. Like. You know what's funny? I literally was about to get into that because I was about to say <laughs> it was perfect because at that time we both were living downtown. So yes, I literally were. lived like down the street from you. You live a really nice place off the water and I live downtown and I love my place too. It was nice. It just wasn't off the water because baby didn't have off the water money. She had, <laughs> she had downtown money, but not off the water money. And you had off the water money. And so I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and you invited me to this like shindig you had. And you were like, you know, come on, just bring yourself or bring a bottle or whatever. Just come through. 
And so I said, yes, I'm coming. I get dressed, I get cuyled or whatever, and I come through. And you're like, oh my God, you came for real? I'm like, absolutely. Yep. Um, and so I get there, the vibes are vibing, his friends were cool, there was drinks abound, um, there was greenery abound, um, the girls who get and you in. were, And you were actually supposed to come as a plus one, a flight attendant, but he didn't end up coming. Right, correct. So I still just came anyway. And then, um, you know, the food was good. I think that's the first time I had your famous macaroni. Ooh, wait. I mean. Oh, my God. Why would you do that to me? Why would you do that to me? I feel like that's how you wrote me in, but whatever. I mean, you know. I mean, you started with the personality and you killed me with the five cheese. Like, whatever. So, I'm not about to let you do that to me. Look, my my mac and cheese don't cost less than, like, $70, so. And bless your heart for not being a a cheap mac and cheese hoe. Because when I say the girls who make the cheap mac and cheese, baby, just don't. Just don't. don't. don't Maybe you can transition to, like, making cheesy potatoes. I do, like, the scallop potatoes. Because it's it's cheaper, but it's still good, right? Like, do that. Don't do that. Let me tell I go to the deli counter and get my cheese. That's how... See what I'm saying? (laughs) That's how dedicated I am. We're doing artisanal cheese. We're doing artesian (laughs) cheese, honey. We're doing goudas over here. We're doing parmigiano over here, okay? (laughs) That's what we're doing. It's giving Italian grandmother, okay? Because we're not doing the cheap mac and keep it. Let me tell you, I'm not even about to blast my mama like this, but I am. When I tell you years ago, we stopped letting my mama make the mac and cheese because one once I saw sliced cheese on top, I said, you're banned. You're banned. You're banned from making mac and cheese, mom. You out of here. Like, don't just- Like the okay, sliced just craft cheese? Baby, God. and it probably wasn't even craft, child. Let me tell you, that has- <laughs> But listen, bless, it was bless probably, your heart. It was probably it was probably that cheese with the milk with the sunflower around the head. Remember that milk? <laughs> <laughs> I let me stay on task because baby, I, I could go to war for some for cheap mac and cheese. Like y'all not gone. Please just don't. Just if you can't, it's okay. Like if you don't promise it, just don't promise it, and people won't look for it. And then just look don't back. make it. That's it. Everyone is not great at everything, you know? And, know your and, and just accept, yes, know, accept, know your strengths. Yes, know your lane, you stay in that lane, in the car yeah. that you own, in you know, that lane. I, I grew up in a house with my mama downstairs and my grandmother upstairs, so I had all of the iron chefs in the house, and I learned how to cook. Okay, shout out to Denise. (laughs) Shout out to Denise and Shout out to Denise and Sharon. Okay. Okay. One time for the one time for the ladies who taught this man how to make that mac and cheese, because it truly was the gem of the evening. Honestly, it was. That was the the best. Having my grandma upstairs was the fucking best. Honestly, you truly came out better for it, obviously. Um, So, amen. So, you know, we get there, we're having a great time, and at some point at the shindig, when me and uh, EJ start getting comfortable and we're having a good time, he pulls me to the side and says, you know, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we, you know, go off to the side of the party. Like, we still apart, but we're, you know, just talking amongst each other. We, we were on the couch and they were all at the kitchen island doing what they did. Correct. So we're just like enjoying each other's company. And he was like... Hey, I just don't know if you know or not, but me and flight attendant were kind of like dating and I want to basically thank you for letting me know that they had a partner because I was in the complete dark about it. And when I tell you my mouth dropped to the literal floor (laughs) because I was like, oh no, (laughs) mind you, because (laughs) because I'm friends with flight attendant. So here I am 
you know, meeting this new person, trying to curate a relationship, but also me and Flatterton have been friends for years at this point, and I'm not knowing that I done dropped bombs over Baghdad and oh. exposed the business, and I was just like, oh, you done, you you done George W. Bush the house, like. I mean, honestly, <laughs> truly, and I just was sitting there like, EJ, I did not know that y'all were dating or had any type of connection like that and that you did not know that he had a person, a partner. So I I was floored a little bit in that moment and I'm not gonna lie, that almost kind of brought us together because it was like, I inadvertently saved you probably from some bullshit, you know, from a, um, several more situations. Yeah, yeah, several more dates or, you know, just wasting your time in general. Um, and then I kind of forced flight attendant to kind of reckon with himself and the decisions that he's making. And I, for a lack of better words, the, the fallacies that he was spreading across the land. You know what I'm saying? And that exactly. was not my intention. However, let me say this. In that moment, I knew that I was a vessel of truth. And when God chooses you to be a vessel of truth, you don't have no place in it. Like you literally are like, literally I was so innocent in it and I had no clue that I know that God was using me really to protect you. And exactly. I didn't even know you, but he was just like, mm, let me use this girl as a vessel of truth. It's, um, it's really, it's really what's done in the dark will come to the light in like true form. Like, <laughs> like literally in the most innocent way. And I almost, right. I almost can appreciate it because you didn't have to find out and be embarrassed. Like you didn't have to find out in a messy way. You didn't have to find out about somebody trying to come to you as a woman. Like yeah. it was, you didn't have to do Barbara, this is Shirley. Like None it was that. very much like, here's the information. It, do was, with it, it, what was, you it was very much a quick and clean break. And we love that. We <laughs> do. Those are the best kind. And it don't always happen that way, but mm -hmm. I'm glad that it did happen that way for you. And we were able to like get you out of that situation as clean as possible. I know that after that, you wound up having a conversation with flight attendant and, you know, expressing how you felt and all of that. And then y'all kind of severed ties from there. For me, I wound up, flight attendant wound up talking to me and I kind of had to play devil's advocate. Like, well, not devil's advocate, but I kind of had to be like, look, me and EJ have exchanged information and now we mm -hmm. are kind of building something over here. But also, I'm kind of disappointed in you. Like, I was very clear to let him in you and you kind of put me in a in a fucked up situation um yeah. because i i really didn't know that you were actively dating other people other than your partner and clearly your partner is unaware right so i it was a, a case where i didn't feel bad because i again I, I was not aware um but i also was disappointed because i thought he and i were better um than that at least you could have told me and then let me make a decision whether i wanted to participate or not like oh i don't exactly. feel that way about you kind of doing your partner like that i'm gonna go ahead and stay home or no i don't want to participate in that and you know like you said everything could come in the dark everything in the dark could come to the light but yeah. i didn't think i was going to be the one to like get that information to you just my innocence of having a conversation about their partner and to be honest that kind of put a wedge between me and flight attendant for a very long yeah. time now and we kind of stopped talking um today right now present day but we're still friends like on 
Um, if I saw them, it would be no ill feelings, but it did definitely change the way that our relationship went because I just felt like I was put in a situation that I should not have had to be in. And I just, I thought I knew them a little better than that. Now, let me say this. It's not that I think I'm so perfect or I've never made a mistake. I'm sure EJ feels the same way. Oh, but yeah. it was just like, I was a little taken aback, I guess, by and their I, actions. I, I also don't think that flight attendant knew how our relationship was spark. So I think that also played- Yeah, cause we didn't know. Well. Like, like <laughs> I think like, <laughs> right. Like I think like the universe was just like, these two people need to meet. And that just unfortunately was the way we were supposed to meet, you know? Which but was very wild, but I'm not gonna it lie. It was. But One I, of the but best I'm, days But I'm glad, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad the transaction took place because yeah. if it didn't, you wouldn't be here. And it's so ironic because it's just like, me and you have like really grown a friendship over these past, you know, four years. And this is kind of the same way I got to real. Oh, <laughs> your best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my best friend and we became friends like damn near 15, 16 years ago. Like I was a freshman in college. I was dating this boy. I was up at school. He was back in Detroit, you know, cheating like crazy while I was up at school. And Terrell was the boy's best friend at the time. And Terrell was like, look, such and such is cheating on you. I really like you as a person. So I'm gonna tell you, this was back in like the anonymous, you remember on Facebook when they had like the anonymous box? And yes. you could tell people shit in the anonymous box. So yes. he sent me an anonymous box message and I read it. And then he ended up fessing up to it like, hey, that was me. And I was like, okay, I appreciate you for telling me. I really do. And he gave me his phone number. And it wasn't on no sneaky shit either. Like, me and him didn't date, never did anything, you know. And that's another thing that comes with the gay world. Everybody think you done messed around with your friends. None of that. Um, and we ended up hanging out when I would go back to the city from school. And I ended up getting him out of a messy situation as well. Like, kind of how, like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it is what it is, and I'm not going to lie, over the past four years, it really has been a pleasure getting to know you. Um, I can definitely say, you know, I, it was an unexpected meetup, but I'm, I am really grateful because we definitely have truly been getting to know each other and, and really just like, you really are one of my favorite people. Like, I can, I can truly Aww. say that, and before I get extra mushy, I, I guess okay. we could say before this part, I would say, here's some rapid fire questions that you had in oh. I was gonna ask you. I do um, no, so question numero uno. Okay, um, here we go. What is your favorite part about our friendship? My favorite part about our friendship is our transparency. Like, we can get on the phone for hours and just go and go and go. And I really don't know where the hell we be picking topics from <laughs> just to talk about. <laughs> because we be we be so engaged, but it just be, you don't get that energy from a lot of people. You don't get people that can just pull stuff out of you. And we talk on a political front. We talk on a work front. We talk on a worldly front. We talk on a fun front. And I feel like our strongest connection is music. Like mm -hmm. we, we are just starting to realize like how musically inclined we both are, even though I wish I could sing, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that also drew us together as well. So I really enjoy the transparency. We haven't had a lot of disagreements. Um, and I feel like we're very mature when we do disagree that we know how to like, all right, we agree to disagree on this and we're gonna leave it alone. You know what I mean? And 
I don't think that we're combative with each other. So I love the fact that we communicate very well, very much transparent, and we let each other know how we're feeling because I feel like in any relationship, whether it's, you know, intimacy, friendship, or family, then you gotta be able to have that strong line of communication because if you don't have communication, you ain't got nothing. And I don't I don't understand how people don't talk to their partners or talk to their friends or let them know how they're feeling because it's just like, you need that and we all need that outlet and i feel like especially during covid when we were both locked in the house we just grew our bond even more so that's what i love the most me oh <laughs> let me catch my breath okay <laughs> that's so sweet yeah i would say my favorite part about our friendship is communication i think mm-hmm. that is something that and i know that's along the line of transparency but mm, sometimes it's not transparency and communication is doesn't have to be the same and sometimes it's not but i will say the very few times that we have had disagreements or you know you might feel a way about something or i might feel a way it's always been where we can bring it to the table dissect mm-hmm. it like a frog in high school at the lab and then pull the parts out put them back together and then move forward like with true like understanding and love like it's never like if you can't disagree with your friends are y'all really friends truly and if you can't disagree like come back to an understanding unless unless it's just something so ruthless that you just can't forgive or somebody really just dogged you out or whatever we talking about just basic if you know if I always got to tell you yes to shit and feel and, and feel scared to tell you no because of your reaction, then I ain't about to be around you. Truly, it's it's never going to work out. So honestly, that is my favorite part that we can communicate. And to be fair, most of the time that I've known you, you've lived in other states, right? So like when I first yeah. met you, you were in Detroit, but then you, you did your commute to Chicago and then you went to Atlanta and Atlanta. to... <laughs> to have communication with somebody who you don't get to see as much as you would like to. Um, it's all phone, text, and all of that. That's difficult. It's like a long distance relationship. And I can say I have friendships that are long distance that are not as solid as I would like them to be. And I love those people to pieces, but somehow you and I always make the time, we find the time. And that's important. And so I appreciate yeah. that the most, um, the communication and the effort. It's a lot of effort in this relationship. And so I appreciate that as well. Um, is there anything about our friendship that you would change? I would change the fact that you don't live in Atlanta. Per- like- <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you said that, and that literally was going to be my thing. Like, the only thing I would change is that we live, we don't live close to each other because there really exactly. be days where we talk so much or we talk, you know. I'd be like, I wish you were here. Okay, I'd be like, bitch, why are we not sitting in front of a picture of mimosa? Talking our shit, yeah. Why are we not? I need a a craft right now. I do need a craft. (laughs) Give it to me. So, yeah, that I would say us just not being as close, I would say, definitely even when you were in Chicago, I used to make my my runs, okay? I would get my little car and do my little four-hour drive back and forth. Baby, and and, and get our Jamaican food. With some limbs, ribs. Oh, oh my God. Limbs. 
Let me tell you. Don't something. please. One oh. one thing one thing Chicago do got Chicago got some food, baby. Man. And Atlanta will Atlanta will soul food you and lemon pepper wing you to death. But <laughs> but Chicago will give you variety. Chicago will give you variety. They will. And it is what it is. And I also love um, how you mentioned music, because guess what we're going to talk about today? Uh, Against, you know, and let me, let, let's, let's just, let me just give a disclaimer. I cannot believe that I'm about to do this because when I tell but, you, when I when tell the, you. But when the spirit moves, <laughs> when I what tell else you, is there to do? Like, honestly, truly, like, let's just. Okay. All right. Let me let me let me tell y'all something about what we're gonna talk about, y'all. Okay. <laughs> we are about to dive into one of the most prolific albums of the okay. last couple weeks. Not too okay? much, friend. Hold on. And you know, a lot of the girlies waited up until midnight for when the album came out. Most of us didn't go to sleep. I personally didn't. And Tiffany was like. You know, I'm gonna stay up a little bit, listen to a couple tracks. You know, but you know, I'm not, I'm not really a car carrying member of the Beehive, so I'm not. It, not. it is, so I'm gonna just listen to it. And you know, if I fall asleep, I fall asleep. I was like, all right, girl, okay. <laughs> so here we are, nonchalantly, oh two gosh. weeks later. Okay, because it took us forever and, to sync our calendars. Let's just talk about and, it. And the girl. And the, and the girl was all in to Mrs. Renaissance Act One. So, you know, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today, ladies and gents. And don't, don't do me. Don't do me. Don't do me. And we're, and we're, and we're also going to dive into the fact how, like, Virgo to Virgo, Tiffany just can't get enough as well. And Woo! I'm, t- I'm telling you. You're y'all, doing a lot. I'm, Not too I'm, much, I'm, friend. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You're knocking on the door of being a, of a, of being an honorary beehiver. You're knocking you know, on the door of it. I want you to simmer down slightly. I feel like you're a little yeah. overzealous, a little bit. I feel like you're giving it a lot. You're giving it a lot, but let's just let's just start where we are. Let's start with our grassroots of it all. So, I will say this: my initial reaction prior to listening to the album. So we're obviously talking about Renaissance uh, with the one and only, obviously, Beyonce the. Giselle. The yes, the Beyonce the. Giselle. Carter, um, or, we, or better known as Queen B. Truly, truly, truly. Um, I, as EJ said, I have never been a card carrying member of the Beehive. However, EJ is very much a card carrying member of the Beehive. EJ is very one of those people. So. If you are '80s babies or even a '90s baby, you could mm-hmm. might, might can get away with this. You know how they used to have the fan clubs back in the day and people yeah. were like, literally the fans would start the fan club and you would have like the president, like a vice president and you would be like the voice, right, of this fan club. That would be EJ. Like if we were back I, in I, middle I, school, I, high school, he would yeah. be the one rallying the troops on behalf of... Very very much had a MySpace page dedicated to Destiny's Child and Beyonce when she first came out. See definitely, what I'm saying? Definitely had, you know, the Crush Spot pages of back in the day with B and Destiny's Child all over so very much car carrying. Let, 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 me, let me tell you how much of a car carrying member I am on the Beehive. My bedroom used to basically be wallpaper of Beyonce and Destiny's Child. And I've also been to every Beyonce concert in life, like since I was 11. 
Listen, and I was going to ask you, how many of Beyonce's or Destiny's Child concerts have you been to? I've been to every one. I have not missed one yet, fortunately. I, my very first concert was the TRL tour. <laughs> oh, wow. You are taking it back. Total Request Live? Oh, yes. You taking it way, way back. Okay. My very first concert was the TRL tour. So I have not missed a Destiny's Child show or a Beyonce show. And I even went to Coachella card carrying member do y'all see what i'm saying like he is the backbone of the beehive like honestly not that's not me i've not been to one concert of hers um <laughs> nor destiny shaw and now let me say if i was going to be a card carrying member of either of the or because of my background because i'm a girl group fanatic because i used to be in several girl groups obviously y'all know i got a musical background I was very much in love with Destiny's Child because I just thought that they were amazing. The first talent show I ever did in middle school, it was my eighth grade year. Obviously, I was on my way out the door. Me and my homegirls did No, 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 because that's, when, um, oh, all that's right. when that song first came out. <laughs> we did No, 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 and I'm talking about we did the version with Wyclef. Okay, okay. The, we the got remix. one of, yes, we got one of the pop, most popular guys in middle school to do Wyclef's part. We had rehearsed. Now, this is something I never told you, friend. We had rehearsals weekly at my house in my living room. Uh, my mom and dad would put out snacks. We had our little water and lemonade, no pun intended, lemonade, okay. shout out to B. And when I B. say I was on the girl's heads, like, if we gonna do this, we gonna do it. I'm talking about choreography. I mean, so look at you. You were like a little bee in training. Okay, listen. I didn't know that. I was really okay. <laughs> listen, but the song, like the song, had caught me, and I was just like, "Wow, it's been a while since a girl group has come out cracking heads like this." So I just was so enthralled with Destiny Child as a group because really that's what I aspired to. I wanted to have a girl group, being a girl group, um, that type of thing, and so they were very much like what I wanted like very much like if I if I had to be in a girl group that like their sound was new it just everything about them it was like um they were the moment yeah so I, I just was like okay if I if I ever was gonna do it this is it like this is how we do it and so we wound up practicing for weeks until the talent show and we wound up winning first place let me just say and I wish I had okay. some video of it so we wound up winning first place um, when I say the crowd went wild, when the guy came out, his nickname was Dewey. I actually don't remember his real name, but shout out to Dewey. Um, we, hey, Dewey. we came out from the back when it was time to do Wyclef's version. When I say the crowd went nuts, nuts, I'm talking about, I remember he just came out like, close your eyes, shorty. You guaranteed to be hypnotized okay. by the remix that Wyclef provide. I couldn't even concentrate. Because people was going wild. It was so good. We had matching outfits. We had the socks with the pom-poms on the back. It was a moment, honestly. See, and then... See, look, and, look, and look at, listen to this, you know, fellow Virgo to Virgo, you and B. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's that's why y'all won first place, you know? I mean, honestly. Very, an, very, very analytical, very strict, you know, very much Joe Jackson. So. <laughs> okay, not too much. Uh, yeah, so no, so I, at that point, it was really more of my love for girl groups and Destiny's Child really was bringing something. You know, they were young. It was just something that I we hadn't seen, the industry hadn't seen in a minute. It was refreshing. They were very urban. I love that. You know, there was a, a, a hue of skin colors and it just was like, okay, I'm here for this. I love it here.
Um, so it was it was good for me. So yeah, I would say that's my extent of beehive them. Like I I don't um I don't carry a car. I don't um EJ has all the merch. I have none. Um I don't know every lyric. I'm not so I'm not the reason why I wanted to talk to him specifically about this album is because we are on varying sides of the spectrum. And so I think it's easy when two car carrying members are talking, it, it gives same perspective but when you have somebody that's like non-caring and a caring then we can have a really introspective conversation about it so that is why i decided to do this specifically with you honey um so so initially before you listened to the album before it even came like the anticipation what was your initial thoughts and expectations for the album um my initial thought for every Beyonce project is Well, just, for this one specifically, because she hasn't gone for how long? She's been gone for six years. Six no, years, so, okay. so look, if, if you want to get technical about like individual solo projects, it's been six years since she's done right. like right, right, right. just a straight up Beyonce project. But she's literally only been gone for like two because everyone just acts like, you know, Lion King, The Gift was not an album. Like it so, didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to so, past that. Right, like, so if you really want to talk about it, she's only been gone for, like, two years because she had the whole Disney project where she dropped the visuals on there as well during the quarantine. So, my anticipation for this album was that I I already had, like, an idea of what would happen because if you're, like, a part of, like, the Beyonce Legion with the Twitter pages and everything like that, like, a lot of the insight that they get and some of the information that leaks is very valid so i already had like a little bit of insight in regards to what this album was going to do they had gotten leaked out that they it was going to be three or four different projects so i kind of already knew all of that before it was officially announced because the beyonce legion and all campaigns really get credible information so once we saw the vogue spread of renaissance and all of that i was like okay this is definitely going to be a time lapse She's going to go back in time. It's probably going to be super gay. And we also got to realize, too, like, Beyonce has always been super gay. It's just that we just have neglected to acknowledge it. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, she's so LGBT now. No. If you look at Get Me Body, Beyonce was gay in that. If you look at, um, you know, if you look at, thank you. If you look at, if you look at, if you look at Freakum Dress, very much gay in that so um beyonce have always fucked with the kids over here so we're not gonna act like this is just something brand new or she's just like you know in trying to steal the culture of lgbt that's not the case she's very respectful and that's why she gave everybody her just due on this album as well too um in regards to accreditation and also shout outs so um she's very intentional about what she does so uh i respect her in regards to that matter and I was I was excited for this because I felt like, you know, this was definitely going to be a project where she was able to just focus on bringing back like her sound and her music because I felt like when we got Lemonade, Lemonade was very much surrounded around you know, the infidelity and the situations of her marriage. So now that that was out there, she ain't gotta talk about it no more, you know? So she can get back to the funness. She can get back to the creativity of it all and what she loves about music and not have to use it as so much of a diary anymore. Uh, Even though all music is some form of relief, um, I felt like this was her album. And you know, Renaissance means new birth. So now she's entering this phase of her life where it's just like, okay, 
we about to restart some shit. We finna get some new shit popping. And I think her, her next two albums and even her future projects after that are just gonna be so much, so much um, newness and so much focus on where she is now as a mother and a wife and as a person. And I don't think she's gonna reflect a lot on the past anymore. Okay, I can dig that. I can dig that for sure. So for me, what my initial expectations were of the album before I gave it a listen, I'm going to simply say I had none. <laughs> I had none. I had zero okay. expectations. I wasn't anticipating. I wasn't waiting for it. I was not mm-hmm. sitting up eating popcorn like it's the countdown. None of that. None of <laughs> none of that. I was not sitting here like, oh, it's been so long. I've been thirsty for. Nah, okay. I actually so when, didn't even know so, she so had when, nothing coming out until y'all started making all the noise, and I was like, "Oh, B got something coming out." Okay, so, like so there was def- there was definitely no Jamaican air horns at twelve o'clock for B. Absolutely not. Absolutely, <laughs> there was no burr, 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 none of that, none of that for me because I wasn't even planning to be woke at midnight. Okay, like okay. I, you know, I be sleep at five or seven every day. <laughs> so for me, like always nap time over there. Hello, oh, don't do me. <laughs> because I get the work done, but I'm gonna take a nap, and that's what you gonna know. Okay, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> the world is exhausting. Yes, I need okay. the naps. If you want Dirt. me to remain calm and, and not turn up on y'all, yes, I'm gonna get these naps in. Okay. Because what? Because what old girl say? She said, "Earth is ghetto. I want to leave." She yeah. said that, and it was a real statement. Earth is ghetto. I truly find reasons every day to want to leave. It's not hard. The reasons pop up on your timeline all the time. I mean, Specifically, yes, America. It's good up, but yep. we'll get into it. So that being said, I had zero expectations. Was not looking forward to it. Wasn't not looking forward to it. Just I just was here, like not a car carrying member. So I tried to stay up till I was actually just up. Actually, I wasn't staying up till midnight. I was just up, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a listen, and then I will. If I fall asleep, I do. If I don't, I don't. <laughs> and I like literally I was not about to force myself to stay up to listen to the whole album just to say I did so that when I woke up I could understand the jokes and the what people was talking about. I don't care about none of that. I'm just gonna ignore y'all till I get done listening to it. And that's just me. So I did make it through halfway of the album when it came out at midnight. I wound up falling asleep per usual, like I knew I would. And then when mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning, like well the official morning or whatever, I listened to the rest of it and I was like, okay, I didn't completely hate it. That's a good sign. Like, all right. Some of the songs were like, okay, this is cute. And I obviously, it's a, for those who haven't listened or, you know, at this point, if you don't care, I'm sure you've left the podcast and that's okay. <laughs> because <laughs> this is for the girls who care. Um, and that's okay because I understand. I'm telling y'all, as me as a, again, non-carrying member of the, card-carrying member of the Beehive, if I was listening to a podcast and a year ago, two years ago or whatever, and they start talking about Beyonce, I probably would cut it off at that part too. Again, I no mean, hate or nothing. I'm just not deeply rooted. Like some people really connect and resonate with her. And on some levels I do, again, because Virgo and I'm a but September I mean, Virgo. If you, if, but if you don't care about this conversation, this might be the podcast for you because we're not going to be, you know, to to the crazy beehive carrying remember we're gonna have intellectual conversation about it so that's true you too know, you if, either, so, either here for it or you ain't and that's okay it, exactly so this this is this is the even flow for you because if you ain't here for it you still might want to hear tiffany's take and if you is here for it then you might want to hear 
the take of EJ. So truly, you're right about I, it. I think, so it's I think it's a free world. Around. I would love you to stick around. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, you know, y'all know I'm a very much. Yo, you a free bird, okay? I would love for you to stay and get your things. And if you don't, I, I won't be mad because I won't know you've already listened this far. You might as well stay. It's a good time. We're having a great okay, time. Okay, what, what, what they say on YouTube, if you already listened this far, you might as well like, subscribe. And- <laughs> I mean, truly, truly, because at this point, it's too late for you. Um, so that was my initial. I didn't really have any expectations of it. I listened to it the one round. I also try to give albums, whoever they are, a, a good to listen before I start making any comments or any type of judgment on it so when i got to the second listen i started getting more into it i'm like okay all right okay cool 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 and by the second listen at that point i'm gonna tell y'all i started drawing a blur and a blank because then it started turning into the third fourth fifth and i said now hold the fuck up Wait, wait a minute, wait a damn minute, wait a minute. Like, why am I listening to this album like this? What is happening? What is going on? Who's in charge of the girls? Like, right. I really very much felt like somebody came and was like, Choho, please. And Thank now you. here I am listening to Renaissance multiple times a week. I won't say I listen to it multiple times a day because I don't. Um, but I will say I have found it very helpful at the gym. <laughs> I will say oh, yeah. that it's a great clean up the house situation um for those of you who haven't listened or don't plan on listening it's very heavily house influenced and just and it's in, very and it's very energetic yes and, and me being obviously from detroit you know we are a techno house city anyway and so i grew up listening to house i like house a lot and so it's very heavily influenced with that um and so once i really started listening to it i was like oh my goodness am i actually liking like a almost the full album and and don't get me wrong there are other beyonce albums that um a lot of the songs have resonated with me um but this one i don't know it's, it's just something different about it some of the lyrics behind the fun i guess because a lot of the songs are meant to be fun right they're upbeat but i just coming off the heels of um a relationship um and some of the ways i've been feeling some of the things that i need to remind myself of it's a low-key if you really listen there's a lot of affirmations in this album yes. there are a lot of good it's, one-liner it's, punches. it's very it's very empowering at times yeah know? so I, I what i'm really what it really is is it's not so much that i'm like yes i'm finally a car carrying member of the beehive it's really me just resonating with some of the music, some of the lyrics, some of the things that I've really been like, yes, girl, that is you. Or yes, you should aspire for this or don't give up hope over here because of this. Like certain songs really have been hitting me in the chest. So that being said, once you got into the album, EJ, how did you start feeling? So after your initial thoughts prior to now that you're in it, so How do you feel get, as, uh, as, about the project as a whole body? And don't get too deep into like individual songs because I got I rap, rapid fire questions for you. I, I'm, but I'm the, sure the you project do. as a whole, <laughs> and I do, and I do, <laughs> and I do, and that's why you pulled up to the function anyway. Okay, and we and we're here, and we love it here. We do. So look, I gave Renaissance two two listens, just with no lyrics, just with the with the lights off and just listen so i could really try to understand the lyrics and really try to get a vibe for it and 
just from the first two go-throughs, like, I just love the cohesiveness. I love the flow. I love the transitions. Like, it was just, it was a very well thought through project, very well crafted. Um, and I do feel like it is definitely an album where you do want to listen to it from one to 16 and not shuffle it because it does transition so well and it does tell a story as it goes through the project that if you shuffle it, yeah, you can still get it. But I feel like you missing out on those transitions, you missing out on what she was trying to tell you with each song as they do transition into the next. Uh, and I love when people craft albums like that where they do follow a certain story and a certain tone. So I loved it, honestly. And it's not just because I am a car carrying member. Um, even though I love Beyonce and Destiny Shaw the way that I do, you do also know like I do still form opinions. I'm not I'm not a crazy person where I can't acknowledge when somebody does something bad. You know oh. what I mean? Because because we're not gonna talk about Black Parade from Beyonce. So oh, um, okay, because baby, that's so one I skipped I, and did not go back to. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not gonna act like everything that somebody does is just amazing. But I do feel like she put her foot into this album and is definitely a great body of work. So now, you know, I'm definitely on the opposite end of the spectrum for you. I probably listen to this album three or four times a day. <laughs> um, definitely do have it on repeat. And I felt so guilty yesterday when some new music came out that I had the new music playing and I also had Beyonce playing at the same time. So okay. Very, okay. very weird, very much so, but um, I don't know what she put in this album. It might have been crack. Could have been weed. Truly, but, truly, um, because the girls on Twitter are all up, and social media in general are all in a frenzy. Every time yeah. I see somebody say, "Did she put crack in this?" At this point, I'm gonna have to believe it's a yes because I mean, the way this album has a chokehold on so many of us is so, crazy. Yeah, like new music came out the day this this album came out, and new music came out yesterday, and. Megan is getting some attention, but everyone's still talking about Renaissance. Truly. And I, let me just say on a, on a sidebar quickly, I did give Megan's album a listen yesterday as I was getting ready to go out. And I will say I like it. I do. I like yeah, it. The, I, the project I was, is very I was, nice. I was not disappointed at all by Megan's new body of work. Me this either. Was a, this was a great way for her to depart from 1501 and finally get away from that evilness that's happening over there. Yeah. So I think I think that she still was like, look, even though I don't fuck with y'all and even though I want to get away from this label, I'm still not going to put out a half-ass body of work. And she still gave us quality. So yeah. I, would definitely, I would definitely give Megan's new album a, a strong eight. Out of 10, yeah. I would say yeah. I like it because... You know, I'm generally an R&B head. Like, that's just truth of the matter. Like, I, I don't seek out rap. Now, mind you, I listen to it. I, if you throw on some, you know, rap, especially if I like it, it's cool. Mm -hmm. I like Megan in general, so, but I, I tend to lean more to, toward R&B. That's just who I am. But I do like Megan, so I'm like, let me go listen to her project. And she definitely did this for the fans. Like, she definitely mm -hmm. did this one for the fans. It's several songs I could point out on that album that I like. I like the body of work in general. It may be like one or two skips, but I feel the same way about Megan's album that I feel about Beyonce's, where if you skip something, you might miss something. Like, you yeah. just got to let it play exactly the way it is and just go through it. And Well, let me say, if you shuffle something. Um, but if you if you skip something, you just do. But if you shuffle, you know, you might miss something. So I do like, so shout yeah. out to Meg Thee Stallion, because I really... 
I do like it. It's something I would definitely also listen to in the gym, at home, in the car, trying mm-hmm. to hype myself to go out, whatever. So definitely shout out to her too. So now yeah. that we've yeah, it was good. Ah. It's good. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I walk and I talk like a pimp because I am. Ah. Uh, um, baby, so what, what was our what was our shit? Cognac Queen. Oh, oh my god. Oh, that's listen, we really bonded on Cognac <laughs> Queen. Let me tell you, my favorite version of Megan Thee Stallion is Tina Snow. Tina Snow, Tina Snow is my girl. That what's the one album with Cognac Queen? What's the name of that album? Is it Tina Snow? I think that is called Tina Snow, yeah. Whatever, because that whole album ugh, was everything. But Cognac Queen, baby, don't get me, don't get me started on Cognac Queen. She said, <laughs> oh, just so many poignant things on that side. It's just such a vibe. Like, and I remember one time coming to see you in Chicago and we was in a car getting it to Cognac Queen. See? I have videos. It was me, you, and your homeboy Mike. We was having a good ass time in the car. I know you just, do. Living, Anything. honey. It was it was a good time. So yeah, shout out to Tina Snow slash Meg Stallion. I do like her new body of work. That being said, let's get into these rapid fire questions because I would say this is definitely one of my longer episodes, but I'm geek because this is a good time. And, and y'all and y'all love it here. We <laughs> do. Let's do. So I have a few rapid fire questions for you concerning this album. So let's get into it. Okay, let's go. What do you feel like is the song on Renaissance that best describes you? Ooh. The song on Renaissance that best describes me, um, I would probably say... Hmm. I know, friend. You weren't ready. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, okay, so I want you doing our research. So if... <laughs> If I had to say anything, it would probably be heat. Okay. Like do tell, um, do tell, give us detail. <laughs> so like basically like it's always she's talking about like how in some instances you gotta cool down, um, or you you sometimes you might be like doing too much, and you also gotta realize like okay, um, I'm doing these things. I'm successful. I know I look good. Um, I know I can provide this certain amount of, you know, experience or look, but then also some people are not worthy of that. So sometimes you got to cool down and be like, hold on, you're a little too heated. You might want to back up a little bit, give it a little bit of space to room, a little space to breathe so that, you know, others can catch up to you. So you're a little bit too hot right now. Like, you know, you're coming in hot, cool down a little bit. So I do feel like sometimes I do go in hot to some situations and I'd be like, okay, let me just cool down a little bit. Let me assess the situation. Let me assess what's happening. And I do feel like heated gives off that aura too. You know what I mean? Okay. That okay. I, I can hear you. I hear it. Okay. Okay. So heated, you would say best describes you. Got it. So for me, I would say the song that best describes me, and this was hard for me to okay. pick. But honestly, it's I'm that girl. That's it. That's all. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people don't really, that's not their favorite song of the album. I just think because it's not a song you really can like dance to for real, or it's not like a club-ish song, but it is a personal reminder of me reminding myself that I am that girl, no matter how I feel in the moment, no matter what's going Mm -hmm. on, no matter how my self-esteem is on that day, no matter how bad I think I got it, 
And EJ know. And again, I, oh, I yeah. keep telling y'all, I'm going I'm to I'm sit down and I'm going to tell my lifetime story of this relationship. Uh, <laughs> oh, you see how he irritated already? Because EJ knows the end out ups and downs. So he's over me baby, in that situation. And he probably be turning backflips every day that I'm a single girl out of that you. that I have been released from the clutches. It's, it's literally gonna be like one of those documentaries where the room is all white and then you walk in and you sit down in the chair and then you're like, maybe re- like, maybe like ready and you be like, I'm ready. Okay, that's it. Push the mic close to me. Maybe. But what I will say is, in that particular situation, I really was that girl, and outside of it, I am that girl too. And it really just kind of. Y'all, y'all, and we'll get there. But the point is, this song very much, um, if I could just say just a couple of the poignant parts for me, like when she starts, the song just starts out saying, these motherfuckers ain't stopping me. That's all y'all need to know. Like, that's it. She And she repeats it multiple times. Well, it's not her voice, but the song just starts out saying, these motherfuckers ain't stopping me. That's whoever. That's for corporate. That's for motherfuckers who hating that I don't even know your name. That's for anybody who think they gonna stand in my way. You're not. You know what I'm saying? So that's off rip coming on. And then just some of the things she says in the song, like she says, uh, you see it, you see it when you look to me. I didn't want this power. Let me tell you something. I just was born and everything, maybe she's born with it. Absolutely, because it's not Maybelline. It's definitely me. It's definitely the, the gems that were bestowed upon me before I even made it to this ghetto-ass earth. So, that being said, it's so many things she said that I'm that girl that resonate with me to remind myself that even in my darkest corners or in my most doubtful days, I really am that girl. So, if you are somebody... And girl is all inclusive for me, honey, because I'm an ally. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> if you are somebody that feels like you need to be reminded of who you are, um, I'm that girl really truly is the one that's going to put you back in your space. Like you really going to be reminded that you are that girl on any given day. So that's why it's my favorite, because I'll be needing to hear that some days. I definitely, especially recently, I really need to be reminded of who I am and never forget it. So that's why I picked um, I'm that girl. So the next question is There we go. You at the club. Okay. And you can pick any song off Renaissance. The DJ just come up to you like, um, what song do you want to hear on Renaissance? And you only got one shot. You can only pick one song. What's your one go to? Alien Superstar. Period. <laughs> <laughs> that is Oh one, man. That is the one song that if somebody was like, all right. What song are you going to play to get somebody into this album? Alien Superstar. I feel like Alien Superstar touches all of the components of the album. And it's just the shit. Bitch, she start off saying, I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Like, bitch. Get into it. <laughs> get like, into it. I, I don't know, like, what's more perfect than that. Like, <laughs> I mean, you just you just feel like so good when you when you say that out loud. Like that's literally a mantra. You feel me? Like, yes. you 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 say that shit every day. You walk out the house like, damn, I feel good. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like imposter syndrome and all of that shit. Like, 
if you walk out the house and say, I'm one of one, I'm number one, I'm the only one, like, can you just imagine how good your day will be? That's an affirmation. After after you say that shit to yourself a few times, like, for real. So, like, Alien Superstar, if a DJ was like, what song? There we go. Play it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love that. So, mine, I'm not going to lie. I chose Move. Okay. Because Move is such a fun freaking song. And if you out with with your homegirls, your homeboys, whatever, and she just starts the song on some BS, like, Move Out The Way. I'm with my girls and they all need space. Like, she's like, me and my girls are here. I don't know what y'all came to do, but we came to But we came to turn up. What's that that, uh, TikTok say? Like, I don't know about you, but I'm going to turn up. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's you. But as for me, I'm going to turn up. Yes, like, it's such a fun song. It gets the party going, in my opinion. Um, It's a beat. Like, you can really get into it. Um, I just like at the end, the, there's like a transitional part I really like. So Move is a fun song for me. Um, if, if I had to choose one, only one, I just think it gets people hyped. So I like Move. That's my song choice if I had to pick one. So you already kind of said this for me because my next question is, what is your favorite lyric or quote from the album? And this was completely hard for me because there's so many so, so many, mm. but you already said it for me. It's literally on Alien Superstar. Like, you say I'm one of one. Like, I'm number one. I'm the only one. Like, because mm-hmm. you really are the only one of you. Like, you really are only one of one of you. You really are number one of you. Like, literally saying that. It's really just another way to say I'm that bitch. Like, honestly. And she, But to take it a step further, then she says, don't even waste your time. Boom. <laughs> trying to compete with me no one else in this world can think like me and that's it that's, that's it. it that's it like thank you B remind because it's the truth like nobody can be you um, going back to the top of the conversation when we were talking about me you know dragging out whether I wanted to do my podcast come back to it yeah everybody can have one but everybody can't be me so absolutely that's Beyonce right. that's my favorite quote lyric from the whole album one of one number one only one like that's it that's all what about you um I would say probably my favorite motivational lyric is probably hidden within break my soul okay like, break my soul is just a motivational song in itself um just because it's it inspired people to quit their job like she had to fucking change the lyrics so people would stop quitting their job like that's how like that's how that's how motivational the song was so when she was in there making revisions you know getting rid of Khalees and all of that shit um she was that's a whole another conversation (laughs) because all you had to do was sit there and take your acknowledgement baby but what a one thing a Leo gonna do is Leo a Leo gonna Leo Love Damn. y'all down. Some I got a couple Leo girlfriends that I love to death, but sometimes it's a time um, and a place to speak up, and that wasn't it. Look, what Auntie Whitney say? Sometimes. Okay, like, and, and that just was not it, baby. But it, it is what it is. The damage has been done, and B cleaned out the room. She cleared the room, so there we are. Let me tell you. But when 
and and break my soul when the church choir come in uh-huh. and and she be like got motivation i done found me a new foundation okay more i'm like then they be like <laughs> looking for a new foundation then they be like new foundation yes be like when that choir come in in the back yes they like, did change the mood and when i tell you just, you know i don't took, care for it, break my soul but i can't even take nothing away from that i can't take nothing away from that part. I, don't, I don't when you have a choir that come in behind you and they just elevate the song to that level like that was just like okay that was a moment for me and the and the lyrics like got motivation i don't find me a new foundation i'm taking my i'm taking my new salvation and yes. i'm building my own foundation Woo. like baby okay somebody pass people, the offering plate at this point. okay church like people <laughs> people be sleep on how deep this woman can get you know what i yeah, mean like yeah. and whether and whether she wrote it or not i know she believes the lyrics because beyonce not gonna put no shit out that she don't believe you know what yeah, i mean yeah so that is deep like and it goes to a whole nother level in regards to just like what i told you in our personal conversations like we made it through these crazy past couple years you know what yeah. i mean and mm-hmm. if and if you hear and you are able to and you're still able to enjoy these current times you're still able to breathe you still ain't you ain't got no crazy side effects from covid and shit like that enjoy that shit like build you a new foundation get yeah. you some new motivation like yeah. d- discover something that you always wanted to do and do that shit because like so many people didn't make it and so many people are in financial ruin or have like long-term covid illnesses or you know uh uh complications due to having covid like if you came out of that shit unscathed like you should be doing something right now you feel me? Yeah. And, and and we should be happy to still be here, even though Earth is still ghetto. Um like Truly. we still we still need to be enjoying this shit. So like if you tell me to come outside or you tell me to do something and I literally have no legit reason to say no, I'm doing that shit because I'm thankful to still be here and and that really resonated with me in regards to like lyrics. Reaching reaching for something and building something and doing something different and mm-hmm. being about and being about that shit. And when she said, I don't find me a new foundation, like foundation is core to everything, mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. all of those things. So it's just like, when you find some new foundation and that shit is solid, yeah. like hold that shit down. You feel me? So I really sure. appreciate, I appreciated that. I for really sure. That. I'm, I'm down with that. Like I, I can, I get it. Like I said, I, I'm not going to take nothing away from the lyrics. I definitely just say it's just not my favorite song in general, but I can definitely, <laughs> it, it's just not, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm never blindly walking into it. Like, like you said, Black Parade. Okay. Like I feel the same way about I mean, Break My Soul. Yeah. So it's just not Look, my you, favorite. You, you can't always get it right. <laughs> you can't, and that's okay. But when you Beyonce, you get it right most of the time. So yeah. it's fine. Like you, you know, the pressure of being a Virgo is hard. What's what's that TikTok song? I'd be like, the pressure is getting worse. <laughs> like I feel that because it's hard to be perfect all the time or try at least seemingly to people because that's not that y'all. You know. Um. So yeah, I'll take that answer. So I got two more rapid fires for you. Okay. Okay. The next one is you're asked to give a dissertation in college. This is for like your final uh, thesis. A dissertation, not a yes. PhD in Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. No, on, on one of the songs from Renaissance, what song are you going to use to give your final thesis on? 
Mm. Okay, friend, you don't like this song, but if I had to write a dissertation and I had to defend that shit for a PhD or a doctorate, it's going to be America Has a Problem. Because I know! Oh my yes. God! <laughs> That's the title oh, of my thesis. America Has a Problem. And and honestly, like what she talks about. So America Has a Problem is one of my favorite songs. And I know, I know you don't really fuck with it, but no. I uh, and, reason, and don't get me wrong, I've listened to it. It's just it's not, but go ahead. <laughs> the reason I the reason I love this song so much is because the crossplay that it has. It plays on the American problems within the judicial system and also within the drug issue that's happening in America. But it also plays on the fact of like sexual liberation in a sense too. Like she has wordplay that goes back and forth between drugs and like sex. And the wordplay in this in this song is so good to me. But if you want to talk about it too, sex and drugs do kind of coexist as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So when she when they wrote this song, it kind of has that undertone. Like she's saying, call me when you want to get high, 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 high. But she also talking about, boy, you can't get no higher than this. Because love yeah. don't get no higher than this. Yeah. So she's talking about my love can get you high, but she's also using metaphors and similes that go in regards to like Tony Montana with the racks. She's talking about like legit drug lords. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's a way of making things coexist. And I could write a paper off of that in a dissertation because it's just like, I don't care what nobody say. Like America is the biggest drug dealer. So <laughs> everything we okay, do. Okay, big pharma. Okay. Thank you. Like drugs are all wrapped up into that shit and we all love it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I could write a story in regards to the love language of America's addiction and how the U.S. government feeds that shit to us on a daily. And America has a problem. So that's True. how I would tie all of that back together. So she kind of, I'm going to really write that too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, if I was your professor, you're already getting an A, you know? Thank you. Sounds like an A paper for me. I'm, I'm with you, you on that. So I would say... For me, and I know this will be very controversial, and I know I'm getting A plus on this one. Oh, it's Church God. Girl. Oh, Church Lord. Here Girl. Here we go. Because <laughs> the deacons and the deaconesses are already shook. When I tell you their slips are in a bunch, <laughs> them girdles and undergarments and them collars are in a bunch behind Church Girl. And when I say, woo, it's 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 quite the the it's very telling. It's very telling. Um, as a girl who did grow up in a church, specifically the church of God in Christ, or if you are in church, you know, that that is short or long for Kojic. Um, if you grew up as a Kojic person, especially a Kojic girl in the city of Detroit, you know, very much who the Clark sisters are. You are very familiar with who Maddie Moss Clark is, especially if you Mm -hmm. were a church girl like me, who was in the music industry was in the Kojic Mass Choir and all these things that you can participate in. So I was very familiar, although I did not go to the same church as the Clarks did or grew up in the same church, we were still in the same affiliation, which is Kojic. Um, So 
Not to mention, obviously, as an adult, I watched the Lifetime movie of it, which shout out to all the Detroit people who had a, a hand in that production, who were actually in the production. Um, I was in some organizations with those people, not at the same time, but um, some of the girls who played some of the lead characters. So it was a very humbling experience to know that I came across some of the same stages and were in some of the same spaces with some of the young ladies who played um, the Clark sisters in that adaptation of their life. And one thing I will say is, my dissertation would really be about how I do feel like there's always been way too much focus on, um, and I'm sorry, let me backpedal a little bit for those of you who are trying to figure out why I'm bringing up the Clark sisters, because she did sample um, one of their songs for Church Girl. And that's one of my favorite Clark sister songs, to be honest. Um, and I also feel like, unpopular opinion, she did this as a nod to that. I think she she stirred some pots, I think rightfully so. Um, mm -hmm. But as a nod to, you know, the one Clark sister, and I, you know, I don't want to name names, y'all know what it is, who oh, yeah. kind of was shunned from the group because she didn't want to be the cookie cutter version of what they were trying to make them be. And she was like, yeah, I'll sing with y'all. Yes, I have the anointed. Yes, I'm talented too, but I want to be in love. I want to date. I want to you know know what real life is like like yes to god be the glory and yes we here to do a job you know, and, you know yeah we're anointed but I, life is happening as well like yes i want to be so, in a relationship to reference, to reference one of the lyrics in the song she wanted to drop it like a body i mean <laughs> truly and she wanted to drop it like a body with no judgment but that didn't happen and so it caused her to separate herself from the group really by I almost feel like by force and I think that there's always emphasis on what women should be doing with their bodies how women should be you know presented to have a husband how we should be behaving in the church how many slips we should be wearing how we gotta cross our legs in the front row so that the deacons won't be looking how we gotta like it's I mean some of the stuff I heard growing up I could you couldn't begin to imagine some of the things that I heard growing up in the church in general, uh, and it was all mainly geared toward how the girls should be acting, how we should how be fast, how, how, you how our be. dress is too tight. How, it's never, you gotta wear stockings. You can't. Hey guys, so we're back. Um, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew we were gonna go, go, and the recording was gonna be like, that's enough, girl. Um, <laughs> but luckily we can edit that to make it work. Um, so I know where I left off was saying one of the more ridiculous things um, that I heard um, just being around growing up in the church. So I was in adult choir, I was in middle school, and um, but I, because of my, you know, musical skill, I was able to be in a dog choir because I had like an advanced ear and I was able to kind of hang with the big dogs, if you will. Right. So they let me right. be in a dog choir because the number one, let's just keep it real. They needed to help. OK, some of them voices was on their way to retirement and glory and all the things. And so, um, you know, I was in a dog choir and I remember vividly um, one of the elder mothers in the church. There was a a deacon, I think he was a deacon or um, 
Yeah, he was a deacon. And his wife, now mind you, this is a married woman. She has children. Her husband is very much there, present every Sunday in the pulpit. So he knows where his wife is. He knows where his family is. She knows who her family is, right? Mm. I distinctly remember the most inappropriate conversation. And it was like after church. And we, you know how you kind of linger around after church and just hanging out or whatever. And I remember this mother telling her, um, telling this woman, married woman, grown adult woman, at this point, she, from what I can remember, she had to be like in maybe her mid, late 30s, early 40s. So, you know, young woman. um, And I remember this mother saying to her, hey, darling, can I talk to you um, about something? And she's like, yeah, mother, what's going on? She's like, I just wanted to say, you know, that you really should be mindful of this red nail polish that you be wearing. Um, to church because it's not becoming like the Lord is not pleased it's too bright and I as an adolescent I wanted to go off and she wasn't even talking to me I just couldn't believe that this mother woman you know was chastising this grown married woman and when I tell you, I don't know why my memory of this was so vivid. The nails, they weren't even what somebody would consider inappropriately long. They weren't like the click clack, let me speak to your managers. When I say it was the perfectly short gel red manicure I ever seen. And this, and I just was like. So was it just the fact that they were like dope? Yes, like, that it was the color. It was the color. And I was just like, wow, this is just one of the and I don't even remember what her response was because in my head I was so mad for her <laughs> like I don't even know what her <laughs> response was I didn't even stick around to hear it I don't think but I do remember that being a form of policing you know policing the the girls and the women of the church trying to groom us to be whatever it is that these mothers or even in uh, deacons and, and bishops thought we should be. And I never remembered that same policing for the men, for the boys, for yes. it, the, the male counterparts of the church. And I'll just never forget that. And so that during your formative years, it gives you a lot of skewed, you know, visions and versions of who you think you should be, the way you present, the way you carry yourself. Oh, I can't do this and that and the third because I have to be ready for my husband. Just a bunch of really truly bs and so that's exactly what my dissertation would be on how y'all need to spend less time worried about the church girls and make it a collective effort in general for the for um the salvation uh, and the 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 focus to be on everybody as a, a being not what the girls are doing and that's just been patriarchy patriarchy and misogyny all our lives so let's not yes. you know Forget that, but within cause, the cause church not, specifically. Because even, even for the girls who don't go to church, it's just like, it's always been a thing, especially for black girls. Like, don't don't wear a skirt. Don't sit on your uncle's lap. You know, don't don't hug too much. You know, mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't wear, you know, a spaghetti strap shirt or things like that because you don't want to tempt the guys that are coming to the family function. And it's like, why y'all checking me, a nine-year-old? Like, check these niggas. Hello? You know what I mean? Like, Hello? Make sure, <clears throat> you make sure Uncle Charlie stay his grown ass over there when I got on, you know, my little dress or whatever. Like, and it's so, it's so irritating because it's always forced black girls to become black women so soon and, and at such a young age because they always had to like watch out for themselves and nobody really protected black women, even in the family. 
if the uncles and the cousins and the or even some instances the father did do something to the daughters or whatever it was always their fault it was always what did you wear how were you acting yeah, what was, did you do exactly it was never it was never the the grown adult men's fault or sometimes women fought who assaulted these children you know what i mean so i think like that's always this notation that black women gotta be strong and they gotta be you know um uh, i guess they always gotta have this sense of protection over themselves because nobody protects y'all so that's why y'all have this um Y'all have this reputation now of always being angry, but y'all got the right to be angry. Y'all always got to look out for yourself. <laughs> Truly. Um, and, you know, shout out to the caregivers, parents who understood, you know, for the ones who believed yeah. us, for the ones who, you know, stood up for us and, and believed us the first time. And for those who didn't, shame on you. Um, may your soul be reckoned with um, when it's time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that all in all, I would say, that would be my dissertation church girl for sure because it's so much to unpack there um and and that's that on that um and so i would say my final final rapid fire is overall if you had to pick i know it's gonna be hard friends so bear mm -hmm. with me if you just had to pick your favorite song on the album would be <sighs> i know i know friend <sighs> I know, truly. Only one. There can only be one. You heard what Tyra said. <laughs> oh. She said, I have two songs in my hand. Okay, and there can only be one. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one, and I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be the same song that you pick, but it would be Virgo's Groove. Absolutely. And <laughs> And it will be, and the reason I'm picking Virgo's Groove is because Virgo's Groove is the longest song on the album. So if I only got to listen to one song out of everything, it's going to be Virgo's Groove because not only is Virgo's Groove a, a vibe, it also gives you transition throughout the song. So it feel like you're listening to one or two songs at once and it's the longest song. So I'll get more bang for my buck. <laughs> Those are solid reasons. Those are solid reasons. <laughs> As somebody who isn't a Virgo, we love that for you, that you can still be introspective and say, you know what? You know. I'm but, not a Virgo, but here's all the reasons why Virgo's group would be my favorite. I mean, but can we, it, it can be honorary anytime. Like, it can be a Scorpio's groove too. Like, relax. It can be whoever's groove who wants to groove to it, but you see the exactly. title. Exactly. But you see the title. <laughs> so, that's, only because, that's, that's only because she's a Virgo, so. Okay, but, so it's our groove. It's, Thanks for playing. <laughs> thanks for playing thanks for coming to our TED talk thank but you for can, enjoying it, our group it, with can us. Be, it can it can be a plug and play of any astrological sign let's you can try it but it won't be the same not, <laughs> it won't be the same i mean it'll be up there in the planetarium but it won't be the same planet i mean you know okay. you have fun over there but the virgos will be over here i, I hear you i don't know you don't but it's okay friend <laughs> this won't break us up don't worry we'll still be friends after this It'll you be won't fun. you won't break myself okay <laughs> And I'm, and I'm not trying. I'm just letting you know what, what astrology said. And they said it's Virgo's girl. So y'all enjoy. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's you know, by proxy. Um, yes, Virgo's groove. Okay, don't. Don't do it. Not so much. Um, Virgo's groove is my favorite. Obviously for multiple reasons. But yes, Beyonce and I are both Virgos. We're both September Virgos. And for that reason, I can resonate and relate 
with her in so many ways. Y'all be talking shit about her man all the time, and I understand. But let me tell you, as a Virgo who has literally dated more Sagittarians than I can count, um, mm-hmm. they will not stay away from it is, us. It, it is not Sagittarian. It's Sagittarius. Because truly they are <laughs> truly they are terrorists and they know it too um, and, for any, and for anyone that's a Sagittarius listening we said what we said like. we did and I don't take it back y'all know what y'all be doing to people <laughs> okay. y'all know what y'all be doing to people I mean honestly y'all Sagittarius and I've said this before on the podcast y'all know what time it is y'all know what y'all come to to, to, to wreck house and it, it usually ain't in the best way but I, I understand <laughs> Her being in the chokehold of, of Jay-Z, not only does he have the moxie, he has money. And let me be very clear, Sagittarius are fun. They they don't yeah. ever want to act right, but they're fun. Look, Sagittarius um, is a vibe. Like They are, but it's a vibe can, you need we, to, we you can, need to look, restrict cannot, yourself on. We cannot deny the fact that if you hanging out with a Sagittarius, you are guaranteed to have a good time because a Sagittarius can work a fucking room. And they, they are the can. and they are the life of a party. Like yes, they are. They <laughs> but once, I'm not. But once they get you away. in, but once they get you in their claws, <laughs> yeah, you can. I would I would liken to, and although I've never done hard drugs, I would definitely liken the Sagittarius <laughs> oh God, to hard drugs. Yeah, oh yeah, we gonna go there because if you OD <laughs> on the Sagittarius, baby, we don't know if we're gonna be able to bring you back to life or not. So you got to be careful of the dosages that you're taking because if you do too much. Then once they got your ass, I can't save you. And I've been there. And I, the, the fact that I've been released, the last person I was with had a sad moon. So I should have known then it was wrong. Mm-hmm. I should have mm-hmm. known then it was wrong because any sad placement or a sad son, y'all, y'all a lot, baby. Y'all, y'all a lot. And, and at the end of the day, let me just say thank God for therapy because, um, trying to, trying to get y'all up out somebody's system it, it truly is a process um but that being said the, I, I the new the new dude i'm dating is sad so see what i'm saying you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. they just be coming out the woodworks and i already told you proceed with caution i'm not okay. gonna tell you not to i'm just saying just know what you're dealing with know what you're working with and that's <laughs> all i got so that being said i i get it i know that y'all be sick of it but let me just say so for those reasons alone um i can relate to her in a lot of ways even though i'm not a stan or again car carrying member but i know that we have a lot of similarities because of that but that being said i'm going to share something with you that i did not went on purpose to share on the podcast because i knew i may or may not get emotional so we're gonna see um what happens i hope i could just slide through it without crying but we don't know um so virgo's group was already my fave just because of that and it is really the like the most really well put together song on the album like you said it's a vibe it's a vibe it's just something you would play if you was riding with your little boo or whatever mm-hmm. or you just out and about or y'all just in the house having a good time but the other day um i was on my way home from getting my lunch i never go get my lunch for real i always order food because I, I work remote now for the most part, I go in the office once a week. And when I tell you, if you can get me out the house to go get lunch, like if I don't have groceries and I need to go get lunch, it's a good day. And for whatever reason, something just kept pulling on me this day to like, go get out, go get you some air and get out the house. And I had already went to the gym, so I had left the house. 
went to the gym, came back, took my shower, blah, 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 got to work. And when lunch came, instead of me ordering my lunch, I just kept saying, Tiffany, get up and go get your lunch. Just get out the house. It's down the street mm-hmm. where I wanted to go, right? Um, and I was just like, just get your little 15, 20 minutes of sun, air, whatever you want. So I go get my lunch. And on the way back, of course, I'm listening to the album. And we mm-hmm. get to Virgo's Groove. And so we get to Virgo's Groove and I'm jamming and I'm turning it all the way up and I'm like down the street from my house. So when it gets to the part toward the end, it goes um, toward the end. And let me, I have to pull this up because when I tell you, I'm really trying not to get hella uh, emotional. No, um, no water works today. Oh my gosh. But when it got to the end and it gets to where she'd be like, uh, you're the love of my life. And then she said that like multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the harmonies start coming in, like, you are the love. Like, that part is such, ugh, it's so good. And and it gets literally right to that part. So I'm just driving, like, you are the love. Like, just bopping. Literally, next thing I know, I get a text message from mm-hmm. my daddy. And the message said, literally, hello, the love of my life. Are you smiling because I don't see any dimples? I love you, Daddy. <laughs> and, for dad, say, and for a daddy's girl like you are, baby. Oh I know God. that was like, a moment. When I say, while I'm over here tearing up like a fucking baby, it was the way, when he said, hello, the love of my life, why did he put like five wives behind my life? And it was just like the way she's singing in the song. And I was just like... My daddy, he always have a way of reaching out to me in some of the most poignant moments. Like when I'm just minding my business, he always has a way of like texting me or calling me when I'm just like, when I'm the most. And I'm literally just driving, minding my business. And he texts me that and... I, I tell people, especially when I'm talking to my friends, when we talk about dating, when we talk about relationships, and we talk about wanting to experience love and, and, and have our own and really want, you know, a life partner with some of us mm-hmm. want to be married, you know, just having a long-term something that is yours for the duration of the rest of the life that you're going to be here. And I literally was crying all the rest of the way home. And I didn't even respond to him right away because my dad really set the standard Mm -hmm. when it comes to men. And he really is a a one-of-a-kind. When I say that my dad is that guy, he is that guy. And to be fair, I always joke with him a lot. I tell him he's no longer my dad. He's my BFF. Like, I call him BFF now. I don't even call him dad. Um, because he always made the time. He always, he never made me feel, mind you, it's five of us. I'm not the only child. I'm a middle child. He never made me feel like I was bothering him. He never made me feel, he never made me feel like he didn't have time for me. He always made the time for me and listened to me, gave me sound advice. 
was supportive of my dreams, let me use the house for all my loud girl group rehearsals. <laughs> when I took tap in high school, I was tapping all over that damn house, you know, everybody nerve. He was like, that's my baby. Like anything, any endeavor I took up, he was right there just in full support. And sometimes it makes me wonder, do I want a love? Absolutely. Do I want a long term? Do I want to be a married woman? Yes. But not if it don't come with the type of love that I know I can have. Yeah. And my dad really was the first. You know, they always say, like, as a, a girl, your dad is the first person that you experience love from, or that's the first man that's supposed to give mm-hmm. you, you know, set the bar. And sometimes I joke with him, I'll be like, BFF, you set the bar too damn high. Like, you set the bar <laughs> high. Because when I say these niggas be failing, okay. and, and the crazy part is, I'm not one of those people who are like, well, my you know, daddy can do it, or my daddy, he got it, or my and, daddy, you don't do what my daddy do, but he's you don't, and you don't, and you don't, but, you, and also, like, just from knowing you these past years, like, you don't set unrealistic expectations when dating. You know I what don't. I mean? Like, like, and you communicate very well. So it's just like, it's what they say, it's piss in this dating pool right now. Oh, and, and a little bit of it poop really is. Well. It's poop in there. Exactly. Well. Um, but yeah. just to, to know, yeah, I don't, I, and I don't ever measure a man on if they can be my dad or not. So let me be clear, you'll never be my dad. But yeah. I don't want you to be either because that's creepy. So I don't, I don't ever <laughs> want you to be my father. But he did set a very strong standard of me knowing that there are men out there who will actively listen. There are men out there who have the ability to, now mind you, of course he comes from a whole other generation and times yeah. are different, but I refuse to believe that there aren't men out there who will happily give me their ear, genuinely care, genuinely make the time, put the time in, be intentional about me because I got to experience that and I guess if I gotta be single for a, a little bit longer, if I gotta, I don't know, whatever that journey is gonna be for me, I'm gonna hold out for that type of love. So shout out to Larry B. Carr, because when I tell you, that's my guy, like, and in that moment, I just, I just wasn't expecting that text and it definitely did something to me. So for that reason alone, now Virgo's Groove is my number one favorite song on the album, because, yeah. Let's give it up for that. You know. I mean, truly, like, why do you have to? It was already my favorite, but <laughs> cosmically, it is my favorite now. So, huh, Virgo's Groove for a freaking sure. Um, and that's it. Those are all my rapid fires, friend. Oh um, I this has been the longest episode. When I tell you the editing <laughs> that I'm gonna have to do to pull this thing together hilarious and I almost want to do it a two part but I don't it's just going to all be together and y'all going to just listen to it the way you do and I appreciate y'all for sticking around thank you for letting me be my authentic self as always Tuna Chorus y'all are the very 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 best I do want to thank EJ again thank you so much friend for like just being who you are being the light that you are um, being the man that you are and when I say y'all I could go down a list of ways uh-huh. that, that EJ uh-uh, has been to, I, okay because I can make today. you cry as well sir we can <laughs> do it if you want but not just today. all the ways that he has shown up for me in such a way he has literally like loved me through the good the bad and some of the ugly and I will say that it is my intention that we continue to grow in friendship and as long as we 
communicate and and care for and and on each other the way that we do i think we'll have no problems doing that so is there anything else you want to say tfa okay (laughs) (laughs) so yes i i I, i've had a great time here today um, definitely this definitely encompasses how we have our regular conversation okay definitely look I mean, of course, once we get on the phone and get to yapping, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just yappity yap. So, okay. Um, but I appreciate you for having me on your podcast. I can't wait to come back. Um, and I think that we had a great dynamic today, so you never know. I, I really enjoy. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think that um, one thing me and EJ y'all actually have been talking about is possibly doing our own podcast outside of my own um and clearly we got the chops so we we definitely yeah. are going <laughs> we're definitely look, going to um explore look that at them, idea look, at, look at the material look honestly material. who'd have thought not me <laughs> not me <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm i'm into it and i i do friend i do appreciate you i care for you deeply i thank you for uh, joining me on today and Tuna Corners, y'all know what time it is. If you want to comment, if you have any opinions, any suggestions, and you want to get them to me, you know where to do it. T i s f a n y t u n e u p. That's Tiffany Tunup at gmail.com. That's how you can um, give any comments, questions. If you have your own opinions about Renaissance, please and thank you. If you want to be messy and ask about me and EJ's friendship, you can do that as well. <laughs> and I will definitely read those comments aloud. Um, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. And I will see uh-huh. y'all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>